Nation hanging out with you, mechanical maniacs, right here from the East Valley Institute of the Technology, where you can get your skilled trades on uh, everything from automotive collision. You want to fix body shop type work? You want it? The skills are right here. You've got classes going on, and it's always an honor to spend it with you. But as we do every week, we got to pay tribute to the Budos band. Kick up some trumpets, baby. We're rocking with you a little bit of automotive lifestyle. You guys get on to WrenchNation.tv. Thank you, Bree. I love the Budos band, Mr. Greg Ovis with the G-double-Z. I can always screw this up. Ah, you messed it up already. G-Zup. <laughs> G-double-E-double-Z-U-P. That name comes with the synonymous quality of a human being like yourself. Hey, thank you for that. In a very difficult area of fancified concierge service. <laughs> if you're looking for a classic ride, Greg Ovis is your man. I will always help someone find a car. And I can't wait to talk to you about sharing some stories uh, about, well, recently, Fuel Fest. Yeah. Cody. We missed you out there. We I was down for the count. What happened? You be- the universe said, Frank, we shall stricken you with some illness, but I'm back, baby. See, you're a man of action, but you still have to rest. You guys had fun out there. We did. It was a good time. We got to... Uh, worked with a couple of drift teams and got a couple of rides and some drift I cars. I saw that, it yeah. Was, it was absolutely black. And then I heard Big Daddy Vin Diesel, he came in. Vin Diesel was there. Cody Walker was there. It was a it was a great turnout. It was a great event. First time there, and I'll definitely go back. Yeah, you guys can catch that show, of course. Uh, Paul Walker's Giving Heart lives on. Please catch it, uh, WrenchNation.tv. We were honored to have, you know, Chris Lee, who's co-founder of Fuel Fest. He was on the show, and then... I think that segment, he said, hey, wait a minute, I got somebody else calling in. And sure enough, uh, Paul Walker, the uh, the late Paul Walker's brother, Cody Walker, called in. Reach out worldwide. I told you, maniacs, if, if people like us get together, automotive people, what do we do? We raise it up, man. We raise money, bring good times. Yeah, and he's still continuing the legacy of his brother, which is a great thing. It is. And so there was a good vibe out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, you guys, keep, keep track of this. Uh, you can get on to... Uh, fuelfest.com catch them all over social media they have shows uh throughout the country uh you know primarily they they kicked it off out in la and so on but you guys can tune into that show also want to remind you um dave kindig i i have to bring that show up again greg because one thing and i think today's guests can relate yes we got the hoot nannies for the guests for you <laughs> uh one thing that we can relate what happens we've been approached they come to you. Hey, Mr. Automotive people, we want to put you on TV. Right? And does it work out? Sometimes, is it against the business? Sometimes or is it, it does. Sometimes it doesn't. It don't. And Dave Kendig, I will tell you, he was kind of that crossroads. Yes. I am not that guy. Right? You want to dance in my shop? I'll give you the real and raw, but no drama king or queen action here we're right. just going to highlight what we do and how we do it and i invite you guys because a lot of you a lot of you uh are watching these shows uh big shout out to girl gang garage our friend bogey who's educationally driven and yeah there's got to you got to make it entertaining 
because people they they want to get to know you and what you're really truly all about. With that said, let me uh, introduce uh, today's guest. You guys, North Phoenix. In fact, all the Phoenix, all of the country. You need a classic used part on your ride. You got the '67 Impala. You can't find that door on the driver's <laughs> side. Uh, Desert Valley Auto Parts. They're hanging with us. They are. Jason and Brian. I've known these guys. I know you have. A dozen plus years. And going back to the Kindig vibe. Yeah. Jason and Brian are the only two guys I know that have such a great friendship. Personally, professionally. They're just two great guys. And their friendship and loyalty is addicting to be And that's what you need. I mean, you guys, look, a lot of you have gone... Whether it's your old school hoopty or whatever, you know, you got your 2008 Kia Rio that needs whatever throttle body. Kia, come on. I know. I keep the <laughs> Kia Rio. I love my Kia Rio family. Could have said uh, Impala, El Camino. <laughs> I just, but no, I'm serious. You guys, some of you are going to dance with used car parts for whatever yeah. reason. Supply chain's real. You cannot find that part. We're seeing it in the garage. Like, hey, sorry, but this is what we're left with unless you want to wait six months. Desert Valley Auto Parts. Arizona local, formerly Desert Car Kings TV show on Discovery. Yes. We're going to pick them, pick their brains. We're going to get deep. We're going to talk about how that TV show was for their business. And more importantly, man, what sets them apart? You guys can check it out. DV, David Victor AP, DesertValleyAutoParts.com. Peruse that. Of course, not while you're driving. If you're listening while you're driving, don't do that. But check out their website. If you're looking for a used car part, yeah. a used uh, classic car, I should say. And you know what? It'd be a great thing to go out there and do some content on site with it. We the, will. I mean, arc. like we did with you uh, went up to Hoagie Shines. Yeah. Uh, give you some insight. Our little, listen, we're not YouTube famous, so get over yourselves. <laughs> but check it out. Uh, Wrench Nation YouTube. We try to highlight uh, the, the good works and all the great people doing great things all over. And uh, Jay Leno's listening. We're trying to get you on as well, so stop it. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, before we get into, uh, well, let me get to some automotive news. You guys, a lot of you uh, keep an eye. We report on it. Tesla, Elon Musk seems to be breaking barriers, all kinds of stuff. Is this the video game thing? Well, there's a couple things. Okay. Uh, let's start with that. Uh, so now you can officially play a video game while you're driving, <laughs> according to this recent update to Tesla. How do you feel about that? I mean, my car's going to drive by itself. Not. Be careful. Yeah, you can play games, but don't text. But that, I mean, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what uh, the feds, you know, the feds get involved. Bree, you got something to say? Would you play a video game while you drive? You know, maybe if it was like a car safety thing, like you get points for every time you use your blinger, oh. I could get behind that. But anything other than that, no. That's like a Bitcoin strategy. If you watch this class, we'll give you $10 like in Bitcoin. Taking driving school classes while you're driving. Can't go wrong. I know, but it's not that kind of games, man. Oh, all right. But Elon, I, you know, we all respect. He's trying to break the brownies. But it'd be interesting to see what the feds uh, have to say. And is this shtick? Uh, you know, Tesla released the over-the-air software update that goes in their little infotainment system, and it added a bunch of new video games. Of course, you can get a ton of stuff already. But the idea is that it, it, it primarily, according to Motor Trend, as they reported it, while you're driving. Wow. Wait to see how that pans out. I don't think it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. Uh, it's great that we're pushing the boundaries. Of course, there'll be some limits. Uh, another thing with uh, Tesla, I got to tell you, Greg, you guys may be uh, watching um, young guy on YouTube. 
I, you know, he's like the Frankenstein of Tesla. This is the guy that cuts him up a little bit, right? He, he's figured out, because Tesla was like, buku top secret. No, you cannot fix this. This is, you cannot have this. Although that's changing. I'm going to tell you about that. Rich Rebuilds. I invite you guys to go on to YouTube. Check out Rich Rebuilds. Legitimate. He's not just, I mean, I say Frankenstein. But no, he's legitimately pushing the envelope. And we joke around on the show about, when is somebody going to put a big block in that Model S? <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Rich Rebuilds, uh, he actually got away uh, powering a Tesla with a nice GM V8. Wow. Yeah, he stuffed a V8. He made it work. And uh, you guys can catch that. Um, as this story says, uh, he went in, he figured all out the harness and all this kind of stuff. But you watch the video. I don't want to, you guys check it out. He's pushing the envelope. Good for him. You have to nowadays. Yeah. And, and, and lastly, when I mentioned earlier, I just got off this big industry uh, seminar. Uh, Scott Brown out in California doing all kinds of stuff with Tesla. Uh, there's a few others in the country. You know, as an aftermarket, we're limited. However, Tesla's answering the call. I like this. Wow. And they now offer software. It's their toolbox where we can go in and look at data. Lots of data, actually. Now, how much we can act by actuating input, output devices, sensors, and things like that is somewhat limited, and they're growing on that. But we are, as an aftermarket, starting to open up and have the ability to communicate. So, for example, alignment. you got to reset steering angle right. sensors, things like that. You can do that with this software update and this toolbox that is available uh, to the aftermarket. Now, it's all new which means a lot of my shop owners, a lot of my technicians out there that listen to the show, there is going to be training on this, but right now it has to be done safely. And that's where we're at. Safety is key. Uh, you can jack yourself up with an EV if you're not safe, right. even with a hybrid. So what's shaking in the world, uh, Greg, man? Give us some news on the classic uh, antiquity side. Well, the only input I have this week, I think it's kind of key that some people forget, is when you're buying a classic car, you have to think about the appreciation of that car. You know, it's so key if you're trying to get a good investment at the end. And uh, Can I ask you on that? So sure. primarily, let's just throw out ten grand, just some number. You're saying that when somebody buys a vehicle, they could, could they could consider what the percentage return per year could be on a vehicle? Could be. They have to know what the value is. And, and going back to the word or term appreciation, what that really is, is it's how quick the value of a car will go. How fast do you get value? Appreciate, yeah. And yeah. how long that value will stay there. And those are the two things you need to know if you're buying a car for investment is when to buy it, know what the value is, know when the value is going to cap, and sell it before that cap. So there's a lot of things that are involved with that if you're looking to buy a classic car and get a good return on your investment. Actually, a, a couple cars that I see have a upswing as far as their values and popularity. Believe it or not, that 1980s Pontiac Fiero GT. Oh man, man, Fiero. those are those are man, coming back. Big daddy coolant system running from People front are... to back to back to front. I yeah. never liked working on those. Fieros. No, but man, but there's a lot you can do with it. There's yeah. a Fiero crowd, and and a lot of people are bringing those cars back. So to go back to the appreciation aspect of a purchase, make sure you're looking at a car that has a value going up. Study it, know when the value is going to peak. That would be the best time to sell that car. I'd imagine though, as well, negotiating price. Everybody wants mm -hmm. to negotiate you got to factor that in to ensure you've got some room for a return. Yes. Uh, you, do you see Do you see some of those transactions where, holy cow, they bought bad? Yeah. That's, Way over. Well, I, 
Actually, I think Jason and Brian that are on the line can vouch for this. You make the money when you buy the car, not when you sell it. So you have to negotiate up front. Man, I like that. Oh yeah. Hey, can we hashtag that one right there? We're going to find it. out. We're going to find out. Mr. Brian Smith and uh Jason McClure, uh you guys check out Desert Valley Auto Parts uh and then do yourself a favor. Check out some of the old uh school reruns, man. They're worth it. Uh Desert Car Kings, uh, Discovery TV. They're going to be joining us. They are our special guests right here on Wrench Nation. I got a gal who's always late. Anytime we have a date, but I love her. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Well, listen up. I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern-day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check out PartsAuthority.com. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper, fender, bender, slight, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you, 480-248-9049, 480-248-9049, Vision Collision. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking that 52% of these ladies out in the population Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Put on big shout out to KFNX on Saturday. All you weekend maniacs hanging out with the show. Take your time out from all of that weekend work at the house and chilling out with Wrench Nation. If you're new to the show, automotive lifestyle, once in a while, yes, we'll give you, everybody says, I need car care tips. You know your tip? Go find a local rock star hero on the corner in your neighborhood who will help you, and certainly we can help you, whether you're in North Dakota, Miami, or L.A., we're tapped into a network of great garages. Get on to WrenchNation.tv or reach out to me directly right there, Chandler and Dobson, Desert Car Care. Now, speaking of cars and desert, 
In business since 1993, Desert Valley Auto Parts is a legendary treasury. Treasury. I mentioned treasury. Treasure. Valuable. Treasury. Secrets. No, you go from treasure to treasury. That's a big difference. It is. I'm thinking treasury means that you got some rarity. Yes, it is. Treasury. In all reality, I like it. I added a Y, but it's a treasure, just like I butchered <laughs> Brian's last name. Let's just bring these cats in. Jason McClure and Brian Smythe, welcome, man. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Frank? Thanks for having us on. Man, you're in, you're in our backyard, and I knew about your show, and I'm like, man, someday I got to meet these guys because here's Desert Car Care, and then here's Desert Valley Auto Parts. <laughs> I, you might have stole our name. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, hey. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're open uh, six days a week. We always welcome people to come down, of course. Yeah. Well, let's I'll tell you what. Give us a location right out of the gate. Well, I mean, it's, that's the confusing part, Frank. That's going to be tough here because we were in a real nice, simple one-spot location, and we opened up in Casa Grande. Uh, since we got had to move off that property, and now we're in Black Canyon City. Uh, our main office, which does the trucks, is in Deer Valley, up 21st Avenue in Deer Valley. And then we have our, the same Crasher Grand location, which used to be the Wiseman location back, uh, you know, early 2000s. So uh, best bet would be just to probably go either call us or come into uh, the office there, and we have these nice cards that show you where to go and, and how to get there. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you guys, uh, and nationally, guys, again, if you're – if you're hanging out uh, somewhere in the country listening to our podcast, uh, let's get right into it. You guys have been in business since 93. I got to ask you, many like entrepreneurs and you know folks that decide, okay, I've been the chosen one. I'm going to open up a business. What made you decide, um, and, I'll, and I'll start uh, with you, Brian, and of course we'll get to Jason. Um, what made you guys just decide, hey, we're just going to open up a yard and sell, sell up some used parts, uh, classic car used parts? Well, to be totally honest with you, that, that's a, that is a question that needs to be directed to Jason. He, he, him and his siblings started the, from the beginning. I, I was just there to help. Um, that's really a, a question that Jason can answer. Well, let's bring Jason in. Bree, let's bring in Jason. Uh, Jason, yeah, are you there? I've been trying to get rid of Brian for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a sign of a good relationship yeah, right there. Yeah, and yeah. and that's guy, what I was talking about. He's a blessing, man. He's, uh, but, no, Brian's been he's been with me through all of it. He's actually the one. I'm sure we're going to cover this in a little bit, but he's the one that's actually helped. We were around, Frank, before the Internet was even around. So all the ways that people do things, you said people want to start businesses, it's much easier now for people to do it. Of course, the biggest problem people have is land. But getting back to what your original thing is, is I was working for my dad. God bless him. He, he helped me out, got me started. But he was doing late model stuff. And, you know, it's funny because now you think of a late model car. These are the cars people are building now, these cutlasses and stuff, stuff that uh, Greg, Greg likes, uh, Monte Carlo's <laughs> and whatnot. That's really the hot stuff now. But at the time, it was late model. It was considered late model in the 90s. And um, I just wasn't interested in it. You know, I, was, I remember I sold a head for an Escort, and it was – the interchange was like a couple of months in 1984, and I had to return the guy's money. And I was like, you know what? You look up a, a 58 Impala rear drum, it fits all the way up to an S10 from, from 1990. So it's like, that's, I was like, I think I like the interchanges on the older stuff. Plus, we grew up in these old cars, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I grew up dri- driving in my dad's uh, Corvette and everything else, going to car shows. Uh, unfortunately, I've seen him crush a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> when I was younger, so I know the value is coming up. But anyway, I just, I just, you know, as a, as a child sitting in the in, in the seat of my dad's car, 
I'd be able to name every car's year and, and, and from the taillight. You know, I'd be able to look at it, and I just always had an affinity for, for classic cars. Yeah, let's talk about that interchange because that's critical. A lot of folks may be looking, whether it is a classic hoopty ride or a future classic, let's say whatever, you know, uh, a mid to late 80s Supra. They are dealing with an interchange. Greg Ovist, you mentioned something. You mentioned about an appraisal value, but there should be some research regarding how can I find parts. That should be a part of homework. And talk to us about that interchange for folks that don't understand the multitude of years. You mentioned Ford Escort. I think you're talking about that high swirl combustion valve. <laughs> I remember those. Those were a nightmare. But you were limited in the years. Talk to us about that interchange. How does that work? Is that to Greg? Yeah, let, uh, actually, oh. no, I'm sorry. Uh, I mentioned Greg because Greg's ears percolated when you mentioned well, Impala. But, um, I can chime in that I know Jason and Brian are the professionals when it comes to the interchanges. They they can write a book on it. Jason, so. talk to us for those that don't know. And what is that, in, what is that interchange? Is real, real funny because what happened, like, if you're dealing in cars in the 60s, let's say, for instance, what GM would do, for instance, is they, they would make a car, and the new body styles would come out, and then they'd find mistakes out. Like, for instance, the 68 Impala has a, a track that's on the back of it, and they notoriously break. It would be would be a hot item for us to sell, use. So one year only, they figured out this did not work, so they changed it right away in '69. But then, when it when it gets when they get it right, they'll use that part for years. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it helps out the the parts community because yeah, I can I can pull a regulator out of a '72 Skylark. The same thing comes out of a '69 Chevelle. So there, there's uh, there, there's there's certain parts that the interchange book helps you on selling parts most of the time. But on some parts, we find out it's one year only, and you're you found on your own. You got to find that one car. It makes it difficult. Brian, that lot is filled with rides. First off, how many right now? How many cars do you guys have? If I can ask that. Well, I mean, collectively with all the yards, I mean, Jason just purchased a. a a large collection. I don't know if he wants to dwell on that. Wait a minute. Uh, Wrench Nation secret sauce. Wait, wait. What, what do you got? Well, I actually heard a little birdie from a little birdie that he was down in Tucson yesterday. So uh, there's a story. Yeah. I know it. Jason, are you the primary buy? I mean, are you yeah, are you the man no, behind yeah. the buy? Oh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Brian does the running and stuff. I run around and try to I do the fun part, which is the buying. And Greg is exactly right what he said before. <laughs> you make money on buying, not on selling. There you go. But, um... Yeah, it's, that's the biggest pain in the butt here, Frank, is getting cars now. Everyone, you know, they see these shows and they see the auctions and they think their cars are worth a lot of money, which, believe me, with this pandemic, and I, I think that has something to do with anything that's collectible, everyone's cars are worth more money now. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, it's it's crazy, yeah, yeah. It's better than money in the bank. I mean, if you if you buy, if you even think, Frank, about the cars that we, we built on our show, which I, 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 I was pretty happy that we could at least sell. Our cars didn't sell for much, but the, a normal person could buy it. You didn't have to have a six-figure bank account to, to buy a car. Um, I wish I had all those cars back because they would all sold for two to three times today, and we didn't have to do anything to them. Um, you know, the, the T-Bird, we sold for six grand and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I did buy – I'm closing a deal right now on a, on a big deal of cars. We are great at doing that. Uh, I like buying big lots of cars um, because, you know, you, you go out and you – to buy on, on Facebook or something like that cars that people are, are advertising, you're going to pay what either they're worth and how are we going to, how are me and Brian going to decide to park something like that out? You know, if we're paying thousands of dollars for a car, yeah, we were going to want quite a bit of money for that fender or that door or whatever. 
I imagine uh, the the process, and I'm sure, and, and we'll respect it, you do have some secret sauce about how you roll up sleeves like an old ancient bazaar and negotiate the heck out of a lot of cars. But yeah. what is your, I mean, what's, are you looking at, I would imagine you're looking at Marketplace, Jason, and saying, okay, hey, yeah, that 68 rear whatever is a rarity. That's what we're after. Give us a give us of how a, a structure of how you're actually looking for cars, and then maybe telling us how you find them. If I can ask that, you know, what's your well, strategy? It's, it's uh, back in the day. Uh, be honest with you, I used to have not not on my payroll, but like we had garbage men and mailman that would give us lists of cars. You know, as they're doing their routes, they you know they didn't know what cars were, but they say, hey, there's a '60 Chevy here, and, and it was easy because we give them a free T-shirt or something like that because they like the show. Um, but, but we have car finders that, uh, you know, we give finders fees if they find cars for us. And we, they, all, they, all we need is a name and an address and a phone number, and we handle everything from there. And I'm, I'm completely uh, honest with everybody. If I get the car, I make sure that guy gets something for his time. Uh, but then we have, we have regular teams of people that work for us that just search out cars that are for sale. Uh, a lot of people know about us. So obviously on these big buys, there's not a whole lot of people that have the property that can go right out and buy, you know, 100-plus cars. So we have the equipment. We have the man, the, the, the men to do it. We have the – and women, sorry, to do that. And we uh, – yeah, we, we, we like big car buys. And distance really doesn't matter. Uh, we ha- we've had to go – we bought a yard out in Vaughn, New Mexico years ago. Uh, there's over 1,000 cars. Um, we do, there's California buys we've done. Of course, we're trying to stay dry, so we try to stay somewhere in the southwest. But, uh, yeah, it, I'm not going to tell you all my secrets, Frank, or where I get No, I figured we're going to try. Maybe we can meet well, up over, over a beer. Yeah. We, we, you know. But, no, I do want to speak to, though, I have to do this, and we'll continue, Jason, before we bring Brian back in. It is critical. Let's speak to those that are actually hunting for, I'm not going to call it their dream hoopty, but it very well could be. Here's a guy who worked all his life, and he's looking – He's got he's he don't have big bear jacks and money, maybe. Maybe he's got 10, 20 K on a project. Let me ask yeah. you, what are some of the disasters? Just give me like your top two to completely avoid. I see the ad, maybe Craigslist, wherever. What are some of the clues well, that no, this ain't the real deal? Well, the main thing I could tell you is uh like Greg's perfect at this, like talking to people. That <laughs> that you if you're talk if you're in the conversation, you're gonna find out about more uh, of these barn finds than anyone else. Um, but the thing that you're going to, the disaster you're going to hit is a guy saying it's an SS or it's a numbers car. If you don't know, if you don't do your research first, if you're going to lay out some money for it, you need to do your research to make sure you're actually buying what you got. Cause there's so many fakes out there. Uh, a lot of people don't care they, if they, they'll get a clone 442 and they're totally happy with it. Cause it's something that maybe their dad drove or, you know, it brings back some memories or however it may be. But if you're going to lay out some money on something, that's where you're going to run into disasters. If uh, you buy a convertible and it's got a hard top frame underneath it, you kind of got to know what you're buying, you know? Yeah, and I remind you guys, uh, uh, not only is, is, is Greg incredible in the studio hanging, great guy. If you are in the market, get on over to G-E-E-Z-U-P. That's a tough one. Uh, G's up, or just check out the show notes. I always put the links down. But Greg can <laughs> well, help you. you with that. I, the worst thing we can do, and I think... I take my wife every, everywhere because I, yeah, we, I have that mentality. Oh, I know everything. I but my <laughs> wife, she's like, shut up, idiot. Let me do the talking. I mean, the fact is you should. You're investing money. Get a professional. It's like what we say, and I've seen them. I've seen them, Jason, Brian. They've come in the garage. I won't mention which auctions. We're not here to bash auctions. And, oh, my God, we got to respect. They just spent buku money on this hoopty. They come in, and we got to tell them, 
Uh, yeah, that Remain Seal's puking. It's not <laughs> what you thought. It's not washing fluid. Uh, I mean, I'm being silly about it. It's real. But pre-purchase inspection, get with the concierge service. Um, do you get those type of phone calls, guys? I mean, I know you do a lot of the, the quality used recycled parts on, on some of the old school, but do you get folks asking for advice when they... When they, uh... Yeah, there, there is people that there actually is people that you know call us from New Jersey and they say I'm sending a car out, a guy out to look at a car that you have for sale, which we kind of laugh at because it, the car needs completely restored. So like, um, it's photos and a video and us talking about it. You know, again, we've been around since before the internet, so people would have to trust what what we're saying for for them to buy it. They've always left with the vehicle, Frank, but we think it's a kind of a waste of their money if they're not looking at a car that's restored. Definitely get an appraiser out there if you're buying a restored car is the right thing to do. I don't know how some of these auctions, uh, you know, I'll go to the auctions and the Bear Jackson or whatever, and you'll be bidding on a car. And obviously the other bidder is an online bidder. He's never looked at the car. Uh, I don't know how that works. Sight uh, unseen. That's risky. Yeah, <laughs> sight unseen. Uh, Greg Ovis, I'm sure you've seen that. You've, you've been out at the auctions. and. Maybe bidding on a few things, and here's this. Yeah, well, going along with Jason, Nate, when you're bidding on a car sight unseen, you don't know if the frame matches like you're told it is or they say it is. You don't know the quality of the paint through video or photo. So when you're doing high-dollar purchases, you have to have to touch it. Yeah, no doubt. If you guys are just joining us, uh, get on to Desert Valley Auto Parts, dvictorapplepaul.com. Uh, you guys can peruse the website, check out the inventory. They are the authorities if you have a classic car. And not only that, forget authorities. I hate the word authorities and experts. How about just good people doing right by what they are saying and doing? Right. And certainly get on to uh, catch some of the old shows. Uh, Desert uh, Car Kings uh, was premiered on Discovery. You guys can watch some great old episodes. We're going to talk more about the TV show, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all that good stuff. Uh, you guys stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. Ranch Nation. Bolt-on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Wrenchway.com. Whether you're the technician that says, hey, I can't find a good place to work, or you're the shop owner scratching your head, pulling your hair, I cannot find good help. Wrenchway.com. There's information there. Now, how do they help? They highlight the top shops. If you are a technician, you certainly want to look at a top shop. They're also doing so much by way of getting more future techs interested in the industry, visit wrenchway.com. Right on. Welcome back. RanchNation.tv. Greg Ovist, uh, GsUp.com. Frank here hanging with you. Big shout out to Susie Sockets. She's at the garage. Yeah. We've been busy. We're trying to get her back on. Of course, you can uh, catch some of the older shows as well on RanchNation.tv. If you're just joining us, uh, we are honored to have Jason McClure and Brian Smythe, Desert Valley Auto Parts. We're talking about some of the uh, classic car market and how you find some of those used parts legitimately. Back in 2011, uh, they were approached, Discovery Channel, and they did a little shindig 
uh, on TV, Desert Car Kings. Let's bring both Jason and Brian back. Welcome back, guys. Welcome. Hey, how you Good doing? Good. Thank you, Jason. Brian, I want to start off. Brian, tell me, TV came to you. Were you nervous? What's the story? <laughs> um, I was beyond nervous, to be honest with you. I was really reluctant to even go with the flow a little bit. Um, uh, it it was a, a challenge to operate a business while a TV show was happening at the same time. And if, if anything, I was I was kind of on the negative side just because, you know, I didn't really know what was happening. There wasn't a show like that happening at the time, so I didn't have anything to reference um, on how, how it was going to affect everything. So, um, you know, there would be times where when you actually saw something happening on, on TV, it's 30 seconds worth of footage, but it takes three or four hours to film. And for me to shut down and deal, you know, it, it, it was really stressful. It definitely was. That's the sentiment, guys, that we hear yeah. from a lot of folks uh, that have been on the show that uh, had done TV work. Uh, Brian, I understand that you do some filming. You, you, you got a, all, the, all the respect for you when you're diving into Final Cut Pro. People sometimes don't realize maybe that's an hour per minute. I mean, we're not NPR. We don't have 35 producers producing a show. Um, and the pressure I I can see was the crew. I mean, I get it in the beginning; it's exciting, but after a while, guys, was it just annoying? Can I ask that? Um, Jason, no, I mean, the crew did. The the crew became part of the excitement. Um, uh, it was always changing. Um, the the rea- the being behind the scenes, like we would get. You know, one day we'd have a camera guy that was just on Deadliest Catch, and, and then, you know, it was always changing. So being behind the scenes on that, that actually made it part of the fun, to be honest with you. It took the stress away from it. That makes well, sense. It's, it's almost Brian, like... Brian was, Brian was watching his hair fall out when he combed every morning. I was having all the fun, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but that's how it's got to be. But you mentioned something, on, and I, and I think that's, that, that's an imperative groove. It's like a fishing trip. Like, all right, we're going out to catch marlin, but if you've got the wonkiest individuals on that boat, <laughs> that's a long-ass trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, but, you know, the, the, the crew that they had, was they were all great guys. I mean, uh, some of them I, I, I'm still in contact with. I know Jason's still in contact with. A couple of the producers. Um, it, 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 didn't, it, it wasn't short-lived as far as the friendships that came out of that. Jason, did ratings get into your head? Uh, well, it would anybody. I mean, oh, I didn't yeah. Take it seriously <laughs> oh, first. yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but here's the thing with, with the whole, the whole TV thing. I mean, it was, uh, it, it all happened all at once. You know, when they first, when they first sought us out, it actually wasn't even Discovery Channel, it's History Channel that wanted uh, a wrecking yard thing. And they, they were, you know, I kept getting these phone calls. I was dodging them. I don't know who it was. I, I know, I know they didn't want me for the bachelor or anything like that. <laughs> Finally, this guy gets a hold of me and we have, we go to the restaurant and he talks. He says, Oh, I just want to, I just want to film you. For this weekend, and history's interested. I know you have the biggest wrecking yard in, in the world, and you're all over the internet and everything else. So I said, okay, fine. And it was just nerve wracking because I would just do my normal daily, you know, interactions with customers or how I run my crew. And he'd say, stop. He'd, say, he'd be in the pasture seat. He'd say, stop. I want to film that. And I'm like, would you want me to do it over again? Like, I, I just either either reprimanded that person or agreed to that person. Do you want me to do it again? It was really weird. And my dad, he had he's the star of the show. If anyone's watched it. And he didn't even, he was on a cruise in the Bahamas or something like that. So he had no clue what was going on. 
He, they just showed up. They having signed contracts. They showed up uh, 45 uh, people in a crew in the middle of the summer, which was ridiculous. We're in 120 degree weather, trying to talk about old cars, and uh, and that was the other big battle. Is we didn't really know. You know, we we run a junkyard here. We don't really build cars. We do build cars. You know, for us, but not at the rate that we were doing it. We kind of thought of the idea of the show like in a weekend, basically. And uh, and Greg kind of took it over from there. He was uh, building all kinds of cars, weren't you, Greg? Yeah, that was a good time. I remember that. <laughs> I got to admit, the show, though, was a great show. And it had there were so many shenanigans going on. It was just a great thing to watch. I love it. Miss it. But it was real and raw. It I was. mean, because some some folks, I mean, we get it. We're not we're not idiots watching these shows. Like you can tell when it's hardcore scripted and highly produced and like there's no relatable. In fact, guys, I got to mention, we talk about it, especially for the youngsters that are up and coming, whether they're mechanics, welders, what have you. Man, they're going to turn that stuff off in a heartbeat because it just it, it there's there's no relationship. How did you guys keep a connection, Jason? I'll start with you, and I'd love I'd love your take as well, Brian. How did you keep your connection with the audience, or was that even a thing? You just did your own thing, and hey, if you liked it, you liked it. Well, let me tell you how I'm sure I, you get your haters out there, and you get your people that love you. And of course, I was always the guy online looking and seeing what people were saying, and you get a million people. That would tell you how horrible your shop is and how you guys don't do anything right, blah, blah, blah. But the funny thing is, is not a couple of them. Every one of those after, because I always answer those people back. They, the, the, the discovery said don't answer anyone back, but I was, I was the dummy that did. And uh, they always ask you for a job at the very end. You know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, I, I could see that. And, and for a lot of folks, and in fact, let's talk about that, guys. Um, you've got a pretty big announcement for next year. Since we're talking about filming, you guys are going to uptick it huge on YouTube. Talk to me about that. Brian, if we can start with you. Brian, what's going on there? Well, I didn't know we were making that public, but I guess it is now. Um, <laughs> well, that's what we do here at Ranch Nation. We, we crack a few nuts and we open up that bad boy. <laughs> no, you know, uh, Jason is um, uh, hard. He's hard to sell, but he's not hard to sell on something that makes sense. And... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that was always the one bringing technology into things and moving things in a different direction. Uh, I think if it wasn't for me, some of the people that are with us would probably still be using flip phones. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the way, uh, the way the world works now, they're always on their phone and, and uh, social media. And I, we're just pulling the, the trigger to branch out into that and, and, and hopefully just get new audience and, and, and move forward on, on on just a public image on those platforms, on any platform, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, it's a it's a door we haven't opened, but Jason's ready to go through it running, and we're just excited. Jason, I think a lot of your your thought process, and, and we just met, and, and my thing is I believe that you're the kind of guy that says, you know what, if I'm not having fun with this, I don't want to do it. Were you reluctant about, you know, the whole social media thing? I know, I know Discovery... They, they have a lot of handlers and stuff, and they and some of it you may have done, but what's your take on all that? Did you just... Well, you, almost, you almost got to put your hands in, in a little bit of everything. Of course, anyone would love to be on TV, because that's going to always do good for you. Uh, but now, I mean, with these influencers and these people with these podcasts, and, 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 and uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's another direction you need to go to capture the younger crowd. It's always getting a demographic, right? Um, the younger crowd is, uh, unfortunately, we're not, I'm not young anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I would like to think I am, but I'm not. So um, uh, these guys with the flip phones aren't really uh, out 
building their car anymore. You know, they're passing it down to the younger people and they're getting it done. But Brian, I got to give him all the props. I mean, he he is the one we we were the first wrecking yard on on the internet. I mean, we were the first classic. Sorry, first classic wrecking yard on the internet. And uh, I believe that we we kept going with it. But it's like we're riding in a Pinto and we should be in a Mustang. We're not ahead of people uh, like we should be right now. Brian, you're going to get Jason on tickety talk. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You never know. I mean, I'm not dancing. He, he, his kids now are. Are, are teaching him more than I can teach him. <laughs> well, as a business model, I totally can relate, guys. Um, you know, working with the industry and, and, you know, working brand reach and marketing and things like that. A lot of us do struggle. Like, what message can we have while still remaining professional on TikTok? And I and I talked to, you know, Bogey's a good friend. You guys know she's in our backyard, um, you know, doing some great things, empowering women. Uh, of course, Girl Gang Garage on TV. And she seems to have made some success out of it. I'd imagine that's something you guys would probably have to think about. Or at the end of the day, Jason, do you just say, you know what, we're just going to do us. We're just going to do what we do, period. Well, I kind of want to open it up for everyone. Just say even you, Frank, you want to come down and check out the yard. We invite anyone to come down. I mean, even if people want to come down and do wedding photos. I mean, there's nothing cooler than a junkyard, especially a classic junkyard, don't you think? Nothing. Nothing better. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like therapeutic for me. Listen, I just posted up. Uh, this picture was taken. Of course, it wasn't. It wasn't in North Phoenix. It was down on Broadway. One of our yard friends down there, and man, it was this junkyard dog. We were hanging, and I was pulling a valve cover. <laughs> I'm like, dang, you cannot. If you, well, I'll tell you what. Honeymoon before the honeymoon, I would say, go visit the junkyard. Get down with the junkyard, or as some. I'm not mentioning names. Uh, we are a recycling yard. Don't call us a junkyard. <laughs> BS is a junkyard. That's what we do. But the, it is. It's a fascinating place. Uh, I'd imagine, let's talk about dad for a moment, Jason. Dad, that's been in his blood. He's seen it evolve. Are there some challenges today uh, regarding, uh, I don't want to get into EPA and all that. What's the big difference between today and maybe 20 years ago running a yard uh, regarding compliance? We just had a big fire at a yard uh, downtown downtown, uh, or South Phoenix. You guys saw that on the news. um, and that affects everyone. It affects the whole wrecking yard community because now everyone's got to be on their toes. But one thing I can say that, that I'm pretty proud of, Brian's yard, that, you know, I've got three locations now, and the one Brian's mainly in charge of is the cleanest yard in the state of any all yards. I think I think we keep uh, all of our, our, our parts are straight. Uh, you can walk through the aisles. You can get the stuff. There's no, you know, all of our oils are drained and stuff. We, we, we're, we're way ahead, ahead of the eight ball and all that stuff. So we're... Everyone worries about the fire situation, but I think more or less the guys that have really, really terrible yards are more worried. When you say terrible yards, most people don't understand. It's not just, okay, it just smells good when I come in here. But no, man, you're talking about fluids. How am I eliminating that? Uh, tires, you know, if I've, I've got uh, yeah, storing safety. tires. Um, there, there's, there's a method to keeping a recycling yard, a junkyard organized. Bree is kind of saying, what, what do you mean by that? Can you elaborate more? Because I don't think I don't think people are hip to what you guys are actually doing in the background to keep a recycling yard, a junkyard safe. Talk to us more about that, Brian. Can I talk to you about your yard? How are you keeping that safe? Um, well, I mean, first off, we've had our fair share of disasters like that, and um, it, it was devastating to go through, devastating to watch, um, and they were all just learning tools um, on what to do. Uh, Jason gives me uh, free reign to, to to set that yard up and, and any yard I've, I've been involved with, and that's always on my mind. My the first thing is 
uh, like when it comes to fires, like what am I going to do if I have a fire? Especially where we're at in Black Canyon City, there is no water. I mean, like if if something were to happen, it's trouble. So you, that's always on my mind. So we're cycling stuff. We're lucky in the sense that most of the cars that are coming in um, inventory has been sitting in somebody's backyard for a long time. So things like fuel have already either fermented and it's not even flammable, you know what I mean, uh, oh. things like that. But the car comes in, I'm cleaning them out, I'm making sure there's nothing um, that shouldn't be in the vehicle. Uh, a lot of the cars, are uh, contaminants are already drained. So what causes problems down the road when something does happen, I've eliminated those. And then I've also just made it accessible to where you can get to anything in the vehicle all you can do is think about it and just implement the safest things you can possibly do jason the shortage of technicians in the automotive industry welders technicians diesel technicians is real do you do you guys have a tough time finding people to work a yard i think it's difficult to find anyone to work period in this day and, age. <laughs> you know and I, I want to say one thing i'd be transparent about brian's last comment about the fire the only real fire he had to deal with was a crazy, transient, uh, drug-induced uh, homeless guy that lit our Buick section on fire 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thing. That had yeah. nothing to do with, that nothing to do with any there for working that. conditions. Yeah, Brian had to go handle that whole deal. <laughs> Oh my well, gosh! I can vouch for that. If yards aren't clean and organized, that's where you end up having accidents. You have mistakes. So, well, I, and I think it's a culture too. I mean, I, I've seen my fair share of yards that you go in. It's like, okay, if if this is like, I get it. It's it's it, we're not walking into a you know a ballroom, but if it's scattered and it's disorganized, what kind of part am I going to be getting here? That's right. Well, the other part of the flip side of this, Frank, is when you look at a self serve yard. You know, obviously they put those cars out there because it's the last step before the graveyard. They're going to go in the crusher after that. They don't really care. So a guy who wants a door handle is going to destroy a door to get the door handle off. We don't let people do that. We pull all the parts for you. Um, our, our, our classic parts, I mean, if we sell a center to someone in, in Delaware or whatever, that eyebrow molding that comes off, you know, we carefully take it off and put it on the dash of the car. We, the, the emblem that says Delta 88, all those little things have a value, you know. So it's not just like a car that's going to be uh, used as a donation car for other people's plastics to get built. They're going to be used for, and there's a million times I've been at an auction, a Mecham or whatever, and, and a guy taps my shoulder and he says, hey, you see that 66 salad right there? You sold me that right center, uh, you know, three years ago. And that, that's a, it's a good feel good. Oh. I'll go to the shows, you know, the pavilions, whatever. All, all the times, guys, hey, man, you see this rear bumper? I got that from your yard out in Castle Grant. So really, really, uh, it, it, it's, it's a good feeling to feel good to see that. Yeah, you guys got a tight reputation. If you're just joining us, uh, Desert Valley Auto Parts, uh, that's a DVAP.com. Uh, cruise through that site if you've got a classic ride, uh, if you've got any ride. Actually, as a resource, some of you get on the website, you see, and it's great. You can actually order online. I love it. They have a little icon. What well, can I help you find, sugar? They've got a old school. I love that. You can Really? That's, that's yeah. how it that sounds. Huh? It's old school. It should be. I mean, it's, it's well, sugar. I don't know. But um, what I'm saying is if you guys, you all need resource. Stop looking like you're, this ain't Amazon, man. Like, this is automotive stuff, and that means you're going to have to pick up a call. You can talk to somebody, and these cats at Desert Valley Auto Parts, they'll give you the time of day. They've got, uh, you just mentioned, biggest yard in the world. world. Classic. I didn't know that, man. Very proud of that. That's, That's amazing. That's an amazing accomplishment right there. 
Well, speaking of that, we never really heard how many cars you have. Yeah, what's the? Did you got? Did you do the math? Did you have to call number. the accountant? Well, I don't want to have people coming out and can't. No, but I we we've always said we have over ten thousand cars. Uh, even with the move we had to do, we had to crush a few. Definitely, that was in two thousand nineteen. I think we've surpassed that. Uh, we've also got a late model division now, so I mean that adds cars there. Um, so we really got four yards we're running, um, and we're uh, if I did, were to do a count, it's definitely more than ten thousand. It's probably probably closer to eleven. And I haven't even added this five hundred I just got. So God, I got to start getting counted. Five hundred. <laughs> wow, we got the number out of Tucson. <laughs> that's it. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and so you guys get on a Desert Valley Auto Parts. That's dvap.com. Check them out. Um, can you throw up some social media handles? We'd like to get uh, some folks to follow you. Brian, wh- where are you hanging on social? Uh, our Facebook is just Desert Valley Auto Parts, and uh, same on Instagram. Uh, our Twitter handle is just DVAP, for abbreviated uh, Desert Valley Auto Parts, and then team. Uh, unfortunately, though, I don't do TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we, not yet. But listen, guys, there's probably not a whole lot of uh, current content on there, but after the first of the year, we're going to get real crazy with it. So I'm anxious to catch YouTube. I think you guys can have – I mean, obviously, you've done TV. You know how it is. Uh, but there's got to be some amazing content, not just from like a how-to educational – but man, it's a smorgasbord. When you got close to ten thousand vehicles and some of these hoopties are old school, um, do you? I got to ask you in that relationship, and I'll start with you, Jason. Do you find worldwide a market? Do you get those calls? Do you get those requests? And if you do worldwide, what country right now seems to be really hip with classic cars? I mean, where's the demand worldwide? Well, I believe, Brian, where are you sending those two containers to? Um, well, right now we've got containers going to Holland. Uh, it's really big in Sweden. And then, believe it or not, New Zealand. Wow. Ah. Are those yeah, those they're not, uh, they're not three buying any biggest columns, though. areas that we're sending uh, full containers to? I mean, uh, it's, and it's, it's astonishing to, to, to see how much stuff they order in a container and how far it can go without a problem and then we can ship something to Tucson and something breaks. It's All right. pretty amazing. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to ask you guys, you know, normally, you know, in casual conversation, you hear shipping, it don't mean anything, but supply chain issues are real. Are you guys having shipping problems right now? Oh, God, yeah. The, the cost of everything is ridiculous. And the one thing that we don't cheap out on is our packaging supplies. I mean, uh, it's it's frustrating sometimes when we'll we'll order something like a fender or whatever it is, and it shows up to us wrapped in a piece of cardboard, and and yeah. it it made it or it didn't make it. And then when our customers get something, it's it, you know it it the boxing and the bubble wrap and all the materials, nothing's ever getting cheaper. Plastic goes up every week uh, for bubble wrap and all that, but it's it, it's really a challenge for us because when we're shipping something, uh, it's. Sometimes the last thing, whether it be a 69 charger fender, it's our last 69 charger fender. If it doesn't make it there, then no insurance matters, no boxing matters. It, it, we just got to get it there. And no, nothing is getting cheaper, and it's one of the hardest things to deal with. I can only imagine. You know, we, uh, we talked to uh, Tenneco folks, Monroe, uh, doing some work with them, and they got like $10 million sitting out in Long Beach. And yeah, my, my struts and shocks, you know, and, and we, we're, we're doing our best. I'll tell you what, we'll raise the cost on labor all day long. And I say that respectfully because we're going to pay our people. As far as parts and stuff, we'll be cautious. But, 
you know, we're we're trying to we're trying to avoid what's really been passed down to us. And I speak to a lot of small business owners, whether they're widget making, baking, or mm-hmm. fixing cars for a living. It's it's hard. Like we we don't want to, but we're talking 30, 40, and then back order. It seems like Chrysler. Hey Chrysler, you people in Detroit, give me my parts. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it's tough, and and you guys are dealing with that on the shipping side. And I I would have never thought just because it just passes, you don't think. But man, that's like extra attention. <laughs> the last of something, how you pack it for used parts. Even the past, even in the past month, I mean, we'll, we'll, we've got some trucks that go back east for us to make it cheaper on our customers for like a body shell or a frame or whatever. Just the gas prices alone, so it's not even involving a boat. Uh, the gas prices uh, for a guy to go to Virginia with a frame now, you know, we're having to raise the price of a frame for shipping another $100 just to cover his fuel. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's hurting all the way around. Yeah, no doubt. I can definitely definitely relate. We're seeing it in the garage. I talk to a lot of industry folks, and, you know, we're doing our best. But uh, uh, the, uh, back to the shortage in, in labor, like for skilled technicians, um, I, I think the industry without – this will be a whole nother show, but I think the industry, we screwed our own selves because we didn't pay people what they should have got paid. You can't pay a skilled technician, a guy that's going to diagnose 100 million lines of code on a brand new F-150, and here's a shop owner say, oh, yeah, we can do it for free. Well, what, what are you going to get for free in the back for a check engine line? I mean, come on. So, uh, sorry, I, I, that's another show, guys. Maybe we'll, hey, do, trailed a, off a little we'll, bit. we'll do a SEMA industry panel show. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Well, we look forward to catching up with you guys. Uh, any last-minute announcements, Jason, that we can ask you uh, that you have going before we disconnect? The only thing I got, Frank, uh, I want to thank you for letting us come on, and I want to let everyone know that they can always sign up for a newsletter on dvap.com. Uh, that those people get the what's in first, friends right on top of uh, all of our new arrivals that come in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably wait on this new. It's going to take a while to get these cars delivered uh, from where they're coming. They're coming four hours away. But we'll, we'll get them in and we'll get them up. And those people that get on that website or get on the newsletter will be first dibs uh, at it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, uh, Brian, I imagine with that newsletter, there'll be announcements uh, regarding the up-and-coming uptick in uh, social and maybe some YouTube. Uh, in that regard, Brian, what do you enjoy most? I know you run a wonderful yard regarding content creation what gets you really jazzed up because you can't be behind a camera and and, and cutting film and editing without having some sort of relationship um what jazzes you up about putting production together um honestly simple things like just still photography like you'll you'll you walk i walk that yard i don't know how many times a day but when i put my camera in front of me and i take a picture of something i'm, I'm able to see something i never saw before and it's been in front of me the whole time. Um, being creative photography with photography is one of the things that uh, it, it, it never stops. There's always something when I walk, like I could, like I said, I could walk the same yard, take this, take the same row, uh, looking for parts for customers. But when I bring my camera out there, it's just it's a whole different world. Yeah, and you're getting a chance to share that with people. A lot of folks don't realize. Um, almost like the automotive industry in general that seems to be bastardized. There's all this fake-ass hashtag fake news regarding our industry, but we're just regular real people trying to provide a good service. And I think your your content will convey that and open up a whole new world. And we congratulate you guys for uh, making that oh, thank decision. You. Oh, thank you. 
If you guys just joining us, man, you can catch the replay on the Spotify's, the iHearts, all your podcasts. We appreciate you guys. Jason McClure and Brian Smythe, Desert Valley Auto Parts. Thank you guys so much for hanging. See you guys. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, Greg, we got to get out there. Oh, uh, yeah. And and now, Brian, I may not have to show up with gear. Brian's got gear. <laughs> he, hey, he, I've seen some of his his, his work. He well, has an eye. He has yeah, an eye. And, and I can't wait to meet them. You guys, uh, Desert Valley Auto Parts, DVAP.com, if you got a classic car. 10,000-plus rides. they yeah. got a huge selection. They handle everything with attention yeah. to detail and care, which is important. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging. Look on our YouTube. We're starting to kick that up. I'd love to little... Uh, pop your subscription, subscribe, get the notification bell. And please, man, be real and raw. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Get into the comments. And, of course, if you have a show idea, we always have an open mic for you and your rock star uh, technician. Well, hey, I'm glad to have you back this week. Feeling better. Thanks for having me. You, Greg, you're a rock star. Hand bomb. <laughs> yes. There and as go. always, tell you maniacs, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Kiss me hard before you go. Summertime silence